Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, marks and smarks alike, we proudly welcome you to the internet's only wrestling podcast. That's right, we are the only one. We want to welcome you to Pin the Champ! Hello everyone and welcome back to Pin the Champ. You know, today we actually have, this is going to be the first episode that is just me and Song. Because today... Oh, I want to apologize in advance. <laughs> no, that's going to be fine, man. Kyle is playing hooky today. And I'll give my theory on, on his, his departure today, uh, you know, uh, in just a little bit. But no, in all actuality, in reality, we hope everything's good. But uh, <laughs> um, now also, we're going to be returning to form today because we're hopping back in our time machine again. And we're going to be reviewing the Monday Night Raw. They are back on February 22nd, 1993, because lately we've been doing uh we did the viewer request for wrestlemania 7 and then we followed that up we decided to go ahead and do the uh wrestlemania 37 review because we didn't know what kind of limbo we were in with uh the peacock transition we'll call it luckily that all worked itself out yep exactly so um so yeah we're going back to what we do uh, reviewing the old raws as they began back in 93 uh, if you haven't watched the February 22nd episode of Monday Night Raw yet, uh, you might want to go hop off and, and take a look at it. So you'll be up to speed with what we're about to talk about. But if not, whatever, listen to us. Either which way, we have fun and we're glad that you're here listening to us today. Um, now, uh, before we get started on the episode uh, song, uh, what you've been up to this week? Uh, not much, just watching some of the current product from uh, WWF, some AEW, um, things like that. Been enjoying uh, Kenny Omega current run in uh, three different promotions. I don't know if you caught any of that at all, but it's been a fun watch. Yeah, I haven't caught any of like the Impact Wrestling stuff, but of course mm-hmm. the AEW stuff that's going on. I've caught little clips right. about what's going on here and there, and it seems like a real... Uh, fun angle i really love uh kenny omega i kind of uh can't wait to see like what happens over the next couple of years with him yeah he has a match coming up with uh andrade I'm yeah that's gonna be that. awesome that's yeah be that's awesome. in triple a right yep triple a for their for their world title too do, so do you be a fun watch it. do you ever um do you know how to watch that i know that i do not legally yeah legally no no i know <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be BitTorrent, man. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh man, uh, I know that earlier this week we were talking about. Uh, aside from wrestling, we were talking about that we're happy that we're seeing live music popping back up uh, everywhere. We were talking about. Uh, oh my goodness, yeah. And speaking of live music, um, both AEW and WWE are planning to go back on the road starting in July. So that's something I'm looking forward to. Hopefully, we can catch a show near us or something. Yep, I actually had that on the list of things to mention as well that's funny you said that they're actually going back on sale i think that wwe is going back on tour in july uh i was wondering if they're going to come here too and i was thinking that we should definitely get tickets and go i uh, see one of the last I don't, shows we can come if they do come to richmond i don't know where they i mean the coliseum is no longer available i didn't even think them. about that wow 
the last time they stopped here, it was a house show that was done in um, Petersburg at the uh, Virginia State University uh, basketball uh, stadium, which is very small. They're going to have it at the, uh, the, uh, the home of the squirrels. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the diamond. <laughs> the diamond of the diamond, yeah. Uh, no, or they'll just do like a backyard venue somewhere, like a backyard wrestling venue. Oh, yeah. We could set up a ring in your backyard and uh, charge for tickets. <laughs> WWE in your house, literally. Backyard edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I already, um, but I already have Idols tickets in DC to go see Idols. Um, and, and I know you and I are talking about drive by truckers and Jason Isbell. So that's yeah. So um, also next week, uh, I'm headed to Asheville, North Carolina to see a pal of mine, and we're going to be walking some trails. It's going to be like a guy's trip. So I'm looking oh, forward nice. to that. Yeah, you're going to give a lot of nice uh, breweries down in Asheville, too. Mm-hmm. You should hit up. Oh, we will be. Don't ask me to name it off the top of my head, though, because I can't remember. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. I'll definitely uh, have to hit you up with some pics of the beers we take or we're drinking. Sweet. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. All right, dude. So before we get started on today's episode and giving our opinions on today's episode, as usual, we want to throw a toast up in the air this week. And this week we've decided to uh, toast someone who uh, another passing, an unfortunate passing in the wrestling world. Uh, we're going to raise a glass to New Jack. Now, honestly, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I knew a lot about New Jack or saw a ton of New Jack matches, but I do know who he is, and I know that he was super crazy. I saw the Dark Side of the Ring episode for sure, and that made me, to- you know, I mean, I think, I think it, you know, had to s- summarize it, you know, pretty well, I think. I love Dark right. Side of the Ring. Right. Um, it's a great show. Great yeah. show. Definitely. Yeah. It was a polarizing figure in the wrestling world. Uh, but yeah, um, raise a glass to New Jack. New Jack, R.I.P. R.I.P. Brother. All right, now on to this episode of Monday Night Raw and my theory of why Kyle is not here. You know how Kyle gets real quiet when he doesn't like uh, a match or something about a match. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think I know where you're going with this. Then. <laughs> I think that think this, the, quality of, this the show. quality of this Raw was so bad, I think Kyle totally was like, I'm not even going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, though, uh, yeah, uh, we'll we'll give our summary at the end of the show. But uh, but yeah, man, uh, this should be a pretty yeah. easy one to get through because there really wasn't too much to this Raw. It was like a, right. it was like a Hulk Hogan commercial. Plus, we've been covering three-hour shows, so this one felt like a breeze. Oh, uh, yeah. It was nice. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, Raw, February 22nd, 1993. Rob Bartlett introduces us to Monday Night Raw and immediately attempts to insult all wrestling fans by uh, <laughs> by saying that we cannot spell. Or, Well, I guess he's saying that he thought we couldn't spell, but because he saw somebody in the audience with a, a Hulk poster that this right. week, that we can now spell. So, you know, and this also was a, a, a platform episode for Bartlett. I feel like he, uh, you know, saw your dad uh, many times through this show, uh, ex- you know, like made sure to... To, to like put his his uh you know two cents in and during the matches and it was hilarious it was it, you know, right well he did some more bad hilarious, impression not hilarious too. Yes. impressions yeah. all this the mo kemp larry or whatever he was doing 
Um, anyway, yeah, it was Vince Savage and Bartlett on commentary. So is it safe to say he's not growing on you at all on commentary? No, dude. And I feel like at this point he – I feel like this episode was a turning point in the way that it felt like he was just totally giving up on trying yeah. to – totally giving up on trying to be like, okay, I just got to – I know I'm not a wrestling person or a wrestling personality, but I now have this job with WWE on their premiere show. show right. So I'm going to try to attempt to learn about wrestling. I feel like that this is the episode that he very first was like, nah, just screw it all. I'm just, yeah. Larry, get just like, Larry, just collect- get you know, whatever he was it's doing. It's always just like, yeah, it's basically now, all right, it's just a paycheck for me now. I'm not going to bother learning the product. And right. even beyond that, even beyond that, he's going to like do what he wants on air. Like, even though he knows it's ridiculous, but yep. whatever. Um, Vince Savage and Bartlett are on commentary. Bartlett has his pants pulled up around his nipples. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that. I know they showed off his shirt. I don't even know what that was all about either. But <laughs> uh, That was a mess. The start of the, I don't know what they were going for. It's not, they, it seems like they weren't prepared for the camera to roll. It seems like it seems like this. Do you think this is like the first episode uh, of Raw with multiple rewrites <laughs> uh, <laughs> that they talk about are commonplace today? Um, yeah. Potentially, but we uh, we we very quickly uh, get to the first match of the night, um, and it's uh, Bam Bam Bigelow versus Legend Scott Taylor. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, this dude uh, he was he did have a legendary mullet. Uh, a couple people, a couple of the jobbers in this episode had pretty great mullets. They were all like, mullets were big back then. This is uh, early 90s. That was a thing. Yeah, Crush had a pretty kick-ass mullet in this episode as well. It looked like he, it looked like he had a, a raccoon hanging off the back of his head. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, dude, I was uh, I was surprised Scott Taylor even got any if, offense uh, in at all in this match. But he got a little bit in. He had a little, a little, bit, yeah. a little section where, you know, he got a little offense in on on bam bam but in the end bam bam hits him with three headbutts two from the top rope before pinning him actually it kind of looked yeah. like with this headbutt i was gonna bring it up like uh scotty was pretty far away from him the first go yeah. around so mm-hmm. i felt like he probably didn't feel like he got a good hit with that first one and that okay. might have been like why he did the uh second headbutt and then went to the closer side yes. the closer turnbuckle and flew off of that he was like, I should have done so much cocaine before I came out here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, so, uh, it was off my Taylor, perception. That's Scotty Too Hotty, right? It is not, is it? It's Scotty Too Hotty, yeah. Before the worm. Bro, see, and that's the whole thing is that that's the whole generation of wrestlers that I was not in tune with because ah. that's, that's that spot of time that I was out. So, but what? <laughs> it was prop. No, it's, but the thing is, is I was watching this episode of raw i remember this episode of raw but later on i didn't really know scotty too hotty until you know i got back into wrestling again so i didn't connect those things because you know i had no idea awesome i learned something on this episode so he i mean he's not a known guy but you know at one point during the attitude era him and uh jerry's lawler's kid uh Mm mm-hmm Grandmaster Sexy, they were, uh, they they had some good pop when they came out. So that's true. Yeah, I do remember yeah. seeing some stuff with them. Then they had like kind of like the dance numbers going on. Yeah, with Rikishi. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but 
not much about this match. It was a squash. No, and and you're absolutely correct. I feel like your assessment of what was going on in Bam Bam Bigelow's head during that match, it was spot on. He was super far. I commentary even said, look at the distance. He, <laughs> right. he jumps, and I think he kind of was like, like you said, I don't think I hit that very well. He, imme- he immediately drops for another headbutt, a regular headbutt, and then he's yep. like, nah, I got to give him the flying headbutt the right way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're absolutely right there. But after the uh, Bam Bam uh, squash match, we get a backstage interview with Vince and Hulk Hogan. And it's one of these, you know, dimly lit, you know, sit down in the director's chair. Yeah. Interviews. Vince is talking to Hogan about his upcoming announcement later this evening. Um, and Vince is mentioning that he, that, you know, everybody hopes that he's going to announce his return. Uh, and Hogan is admitting at this point, you know, he's human. He, uh, uh, you know, he really sounds like a politician in this interview a lot. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, he even managed a way to throw the media under the bus too. Right. Talking shit about the tabloids, (laughs) trying to institute things. (laughs) And, you know, I mean, this is a weird time for the Hulkster. You know, the 80s was his big run, and the early 90s is the world is turning over from the 80s, and, you know, all the, the grunge era is happening, and the, the early mm-hmm. 90s is happening. The steroid trials happen in, in 92. Yeah, yeah. So this is what I, you know, Hogan is, you know, most likely talking about. Uh, but, you know, this little segment is too, is it, just hilarious to me how, like, as a, as a kid, you know, never registered to me, like, oh, this sounds super political. But now is oh like, yeah yeah I mean even like, from the fact well you we don't focus on the negative we're gonna focus on the exactly. positive yeah like yeah no look look this way don't look yes. no no we're not gonna no, no, no. he said one thing about the whole maniacs is we don't focus on the negative <laughs> it's like so look at that tape kids right it's like no steroids here no <laughs> <laughs> all right so after the uh, backstage uh, interview with the uh, Hulkster. Um, we get Beverly Brothers and Intercontinental Champion Shawn Michaels versus the Nasty Boys in Tatanka. Um, this match starts off with a proper brawl, and there's a couple of different brawls that happen in this match. Again, um, n- not a super fun match to watch. It was a paint by numbers right. six man tag match. The baby. Yeah, it was more to. Uh, it was just to build the uh, the. Uh, title match between uh, Tatanka and Shawn Michaels down the road because from the get-go as soon as Tatanka came out he went straight for Shawn and that's how the match kind of started and that's how it ends too because that's when Tatanka sunset flips Michaels for the win on that reversal Um, yeah just flips him right into it Um, again you know it's what's crazy about it is now that I'm thinking back I didn't really consider it but it's probably the match of the night just because of the other (laughs) matches but uh, but only that because shows how bad the show was. Right, it, it, it was the best match because the it was a complete match. Um, so, you know, to Did talk. You ever, um, are you were you ever a fan of the Nasty Boys at all? I just couldn't buy into them as a. Oh, that's right. You know, here's the thing. And Kyle was, ta- I think Kyle was talking about he didn't like the Nasties either for the same kind of reason. And uh, that's uh, I. Uh, I didn't really have a huge opinion of them. I think I hated them because, you know, they had the feud going with the Hart Foundation and those were my guys. Right. And, um, you know, but well, I, will, I will say that that for brawlers, I think that the Nasty Boys can work to a great match if they are with the right um, dance partner. 
dance partners, the right tag team. Um, so I would say that, that as brawlers, I grew to respect them, especially like in their WCW days. Like okay. after the WWE days when they went to WCW, I think they had some pretty, really, uh, pretty great matches with Harlem Heat that I saw. Okay. And, uh, and I, they kind of gained my respect there. But as, as wrestlers, of course, and characters, no, they're, they're just they're – like, I could get past their antics. It's they're, just, they're human silly string. You know? Right. It's just too much. I right. can't deal with them. And which, it, you know, get, we always talk about the purity of tag teams. And these guys, you know, they dress alike. They almost look alike. They should, you know, they they're a tag the team. They take the box. Yeah, they check all the boxes. I should like them, but I cannot for the life of me. Well, um, they're from that day. Get with it. Yeah, but they're from a day and age that there weren't a lot of uh, just thrown together tag teams. We had a whole another five or six tag teams to choose from that we right. didn't like. You know, yeah, yeah. now if the Nasty Boys happen, I'd be like, yay, they're dressed the same. Right. Just like you same. said. Yeah. You know, I'd probably like them more just because I'd be like, okay, wow, they're actually in it to be a tag team. That's yeah, I guess thing they came I'm up doing. during the ROM era. <laughs> yeah. They would probably be a legit tag team in this, like, this day and age. Mm, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but their antics still did suck, the armpit thing. Yeah, I can do it out all the – I've never been a fan of that type of uh, antic in wrestling, like – the, like the whole shoving people like that's why I don't like the bushwhacker they just look like they stink so I you know mm-hmm. those type of immature type antics shoving somebody's face in your armpit or like Rikishi throwing his you know butt into people's faces I always hated that part of wrestling yeah. and I I don't get why that kind of gets re- you know it always gets a pop too when that so yeah. that's just me on my soapbox no, yeah. you, you know what, man? I take things like that on a case-by-case basis, I think. I think that there are really successful examples of, of that happening throughout wrestling history where it's like, this was funny, it was stupid as shit, but it was funny as hell. But then there are ones <laughs> that are just cringeworthy. Like, right. You know, with, and, and it just kind of depends it's on... a what, very thin line. <laughs> kind of depends on what kind of wrestling you want to see, too. It's just, you know, there's there's funny wrestling, There's there's like... Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect technical wizardry wrestling, you know, yeah. you know, there's spot high spot wrestling. There's all those kind of things and, and different wrestling fans like different things, you know, and I, yeah. I just take those kind of things on a case by case basis. But yeah, never love the nasty boys. Uh, but like you said, this match was really to highlight Tatanka uh, and the fact that he can pen Michaels, who is the intercontinental champion. And, of course, that match is going to happen later at WrestleMania 9, which we get a preview for next. Um, it's insane how – I'm just saying it's insane that they're building up Mania because this show is in February, February right? right? Right, right. Yeah, and Mania back then was April? I think it was April. Yeah, it's two months, man. They're going to build. Well, they gave it two months. You don't get that type of build for Mania. You, like – you can get you kind of, build feel, for anything these days. So it's, no, yeah, it's like thrown the week before most of the time. Right. Like outside the title matches, I guess, you know, because mm-hmm. the Rumble winner will get the – so that kind of built from there. But right. other rivalry, it's kind of just, oh, is this Mania weekend? Oh, we better build a rivalry. You know? Yeah, they take their sweet time these days. Yeah, it, it just – I think it, dep- it kind of varies year to year. Some years there's like a good build and some years there's just like, no build. It's just thrown together. Yeah. 
Um, after uh, the WrestleMania 9 preview, uh, they go outside to Sean Mooney. And again, they're, they're outside the Manhattan Center in the morning time, and they're interviewing people who are waiting to get into Raw. And of course, you know, everybody is saying that they're making a huge deal out of Hogan being back. And, you know, here's what I think Hogan's going to do, this and that. Of course, you know, they weren't staged at all, I'm sure. I'm sure they weren't told what to say. Right. <laughs> Each and every one of them was like, I just can't wait for the Hulkster, you know. But, uh, but yeah, so, again, they just want to remind you later on, Hulk Hogan, stay tuned. Um, yeah, yeah, those fans were definitely bad actor reading lines. <laughs> yeah. So then we get to best, uh, like I said, best mullet of the night, Kona Crush versus terrific Terry Taylor. Um, uh, Crush wins this one with his submission finisher. Again, not a huge, uh, not a great match, you know. Terry Taylor, you get to see him work a little bit in this match. You know, he works his heel, heel self, and he always does this. And as Kyle said, would say, we're at We Are Terry Taylor Podcast. <laughs> And <laughs> we just find but, jobbers and we just connect with jobbers apparently. <laughs> yeah. But uh I will say that this is uh I never noticed as a kid, but this crush's finisher sucked, dude. Just grab their head and crush it and then pick them up by their head and then they sit on their ass. Right. Um, you know so there wasn't even a tap out, the ref just called it. Yeah, exactly. Because otherwise I think what that is is they're saying that if I don't stop this match, this dude's heads are going to explode. Yeah, yeah. Nah, it's, it's it's a really bad finisher. I mean, maybe. But when you think about it, like some of like some of the other finisher, like the leg drop, is just a leg drop. Why is that a finisher? Well, everybody knows Hogan sucks. <laughs> no. Well, people, I mean, his... you know, like. People do their leg drops all the time and they don't get a three count, but if Hogan does it, it's a three count. Right. So, it's, it's because if it's your finisher, it. you're the perfect, you're the best at doing it, right? Everybody else who does a leg drop, they don't know the secret that Hogan knows when he does his leg <laughs> drop. It's all about the way he comes off of the rope is when he hits the ropes and he comes back off. He thinks in his head, I'm doing this for the red, white, and the blue. Right. He's recalling the vitamins he ate earlier in the morning. Yeah, vitamins. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and he leaps up in the air and drops those. I don't know. What are the muscles in your legs called? Quads. Is it quads? I don't know. I want to say quads, but it could. That could be. Shows how much. That shows how much we know about working guess, out. Right. I bet you could guess how many muscles we have. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's why a song. I mean, everybody knows that. If it's your finisher, you perfected it, and you're the best at it. Come on. Gotcha. <laughs> um, did you like Crush uh, uh, as Kona Crush better or as Demolition Crush better? Demolition. Yeah, that's Demolition. how we got. That's how we got introduced to him. Yeah. I liked him better. Is is I kind of. Yeah, I'm not feeling like his outfit is stupid. His uh, no. mullet is stupid. Doesn't he have like a fist on his? Yeah, yeah, he's saying what a bra. What a bra. That, bra. His, yeah, that's annoying as hell. <laughs> yeah. The cast just never caught on. He's very pastel. But I think that Vince McMahon absolutely loved him because of his size. Yeah, well he likes big dudes. So. Yeah. And he cannot lie. 
All right. So next we go to video of Money Incorporated attacking Hulk Hogan's pal, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Um, after the video, we get a commercial. But after we get back, we get Vince in the ring, and he introduces the Hulkster. Uh, the Hulk comes out, and he says, Bret Hart, you just wait till Mania 9, brother. I'm leaving with that belt around my waist. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but that is what happens. But, yeah, yeah. But uh, He wrote himself into that story, I'm sure. <laughs> but what really happens is, is he actually talks about watching Brutus's return, being happy about seeing Brutus the Barber Beefcake out there and being able to do his thing again until he saw the attack with the briefcase. Um, he said the good news, though, is that Brutus uh, is okay. Uh, Hogan thanks the big Hulkster in the sky, and he also thanks Jimmy Hart. Uh, who previously forever had been a heel manager, you know, yeah. at this point, uh, for stopping the second briefcase shot. Uh, Hulk Hogan says officially at this point that he's back in the ring, uh, back in the WWE, rather, to right the wrongs first of Money Incorporated. Uh, at this point, he asked for Brutus the Barber Beefcake to come on down to the ring. Uh, so Brutus comes out. He's got tape on his nose. He's got, you know, fantastic pair of Oakley's on it covering that up uh he's 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 got uh real life bruises on his face I'm sure they're not makeup at all uh Brutus the Barber Beefcake thanks Jimmy Hart and and God as well for having his back and Hulk Hogan says that they've got a brand new manager in Jimmy Mouth of the South Heart so official face turn at this point you know the face turn started last week with Jimmy Hart when he sacrificed his scrawny little buddy to save Brutus Barber <laughs> Beefcake's giant carcass. Right, and, right. Um, so, yeah, uh, Bruce, you know, uh, Hart comes out. He's all decked in red and yellow. Uh, you know, he's got a red and yellow megaphone now, and Jimmy Hart says he's always idolized Hogan and thinks that Brutus the Barber Beefcake and Hogan are going to be the best tag team of all time. Did you at all at the moment when he was like, oh, I've always idolized you, Hogan, or whatever, whatever he says it? <laughs> I've always, he, whenever he I can't do impressions, but right. um, whenever he says, um, I've always idolized you, all I can do is think, like, so why for years and years have you been bringing these people like King Kong Bundy? And, right, you know, to try to. To try to destroy <laughs> Hogan. You've got a weird sh way of showing no, you idolize somebody. Yeah, no, his words should have been like, yeah, throughout the years of battle, I've grown to grown, respect yeah. you. Right. Not, not just come out. I've always idolized you, so I... Yeah. Try to bring in people to crush you. Yeah, you know? it seems really weird. <laughs> the face. The, this is a face turn that came out of nowhere, and it, right. you know, it didn't make any sense for the face turn. But yeah, I don't know. Well, either which way, Jimmy's a, a Hulkamaniac now, and he says right. he's going to take his vitamins. But Money Incorporated needs to say their prayers. Say their prayers. Yeah, Hogan dubs his team at this point officially the Mega Maniacs, to close the segment out, all right? I thought that this was going to be the end of the show, um, but it actually wasn't. Uh, the next thing that happened... Yeah, it got strange, right? Yeah, it, it got really weird. Because next we get our main event, which was The Undertaker with Paul Bear versus uh, Skinner. So this match... Yeah. yeah, exactly. We come back, and the match is already in progress. Uh, Skinner uh, is actually getting some good offense in on uh, Undertaker. Right, he knocked Taker out the ring. Yeah, man, he clotheslined him right out of the ring. Yeah. He's he's choking Undertaker with his alligator claw. 
but weirdly enough, and I don't know if I guess we'll find out eventually, but weirdly enough, uh, Raw runs out of time with Vince screaming at us that uh, we'll get to know who wins this match next week. Uh, yeah. I am guessing. Yeah, this I, is my theory about Who this. do you think wins this match first? I mean, I'm thinking Skinner. <laughs> yeah, no. That's not going to happen. But here's why I think this match ran out of time. Vince knows exactly what he's doing. He wants two hours. He wants the network to give him two hours. <laughs> this is his play. He's like, if you don't give me two hours, you don't get the you don't get the conclusion of tonight. I'm going to drag this match out. or Oh, the main event. I'm going to put it with only five minutes left on the show. Yeah. You. So, as you can see, we need the extra hours. Yeah. So that was his play all along. He wanted the two hours, and the USA was going to give it to him. <laughs> Man, I never thought about it that way, but that's pretty smart. Damn. Damn, Song. You and Vince probably think alike. We probably do. Most we, geniuses do. Hey, man, you want to start a wrestling organization? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, anyway, but yeah. So for that reason, I will tell you, that Hogan, this is like, like I said at the beginning of the episode, to me, this felt like a Hulk Hogan commercial. This whole episode of Raw was like Definitely. a Hulk Hogan commercial. And then for it to end with Skinner beating up the Undertaker <laughs> and us not knowing if Undertaker will survive. <laughs> Tune in to find out next week. Tune in to find out next week, next episode. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, yeah. Definitely my least favorite. It's the reason why Kyle didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> we probably should have watched this episode and be like, no, go to the next one. Just go to the next one. <laughs> no. But uh, no, we want him to listen to this whole episode for sure. So you can no, 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 skip no, the episode, no, listen to us. Listen to no, us. Oh, we should have skipped No, listen to us, but we should have skipped this and review another episode. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, don't tune us out. Don't tune us out. <laughs> yeah. And also also just no uh there was nothing but filler matches. It wasn't even they could have thrown one good match like in there somewhere. Right, right. Well, it's all leading up to mania, so you know, it's like you kinda ha it's the same with T V show. You have filler episode for especially like T V shows that have twenty three episodes in a season. Well you're I've gonna get four or five Filler episode. I've got news Walking for you, buddy. Dead. I've got news for you, buddy. Spoiler alert: WrestleMania Nine does not end nicely either. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, uh, did you have any other additional thoughts, or did I pretty much sum that one up for you? Or I, I mean, I think you can just sum this episode up with a thumbs down. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we want to know what our listeners think as well. What'd you guys think of the episode? Was this your if you've been watching each episode with this, was this like your least episode, uh, favorite episode yet? What? Was yeah, your... don't take our word for it. Yeah, watch it. Let us know. What was your favorite part of this terrible episode? <laughs> I guess. Uh, oh, I mean that's a good question for for you. I guess song before we end the episode. If you had favorite, favorite part of this, terrible, part of this episode? terrible episode, so the high 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 spot of this low point. Low episode. <laughs> I, it has to be the six-man tag with Tatanka and uh, the Nasty Boys and Shawn Michaels and uh, the Beverly Brothers. Huh. I mean, that was a full match. It, 
It was like you said, it was paint by number, but at least it wasn't match. It had a finish. <laughs> I like our main event. I mean, yeah, you got to give it that. It was a solid match. I am going to go with getting to watch the process that Bam Bam Bigelow went through during his finisher. (laughs) Right. We got to see his mind work in real time. That's pretty (laughs) cool. Exactly. That was pretty cool. All right. At this point, we've summed it up. Again, we ask our listeners, you know, hit us up. Let us know what you think of the episode as well. We look forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much for listening. Good night. Good night. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now we want to hear from you. You can hit us up at pinthechamppodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at pinthechamp123. And our Google Voice number is 804-446-1139. We can't wait to hear from you.